sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Beer Engine podcast. Griff back with you. Yet another week. Um, boy, we got to be coming up on almost f- like 40 some weeks one of these days. I don't really know. I haven't been counting. I'm probably some amount of episodes out there. But uh, as always, with the for the last 30 something ish weeks, uh, I am joined um, by my intrepid co host. I actually received an award for him at my house today, which was really interesting. Uh, the International uh, Society of Legos sent me an award for Tony. And he, congrats, Tony, you won the world's squarest ass. Well, look, my ass has been called many things over the year. Square <laughs> is one of them. So to be recognized by such a prestigious organization is outstanding. And we're only 36 shows old. So the fact that we've been recognized so quickly by a <laughs> European giant that is Lego, it's it, yep. It's vindicating that everything I'm doing in my life is paying off. All the years of neglect have really paid off. So what kind of chair? Are you relegated to any sort of specific chair type with an ass that square? Uh, what, what's that What's that stick you with? Or do you just have to, is it, you know, like, you know, the leftorium, right? Where you got to just, you know, there's never going to be a left-handed ledger. You just have to deal with what you get. The great thing about having a square ass it can go on any seat. The bonus is if it's got a couple of big knobs in it, I'm glued in. Better, yeah. I don't need any seat belts. I just lock in like a son of a bitch and, and good luck trying to get me off. You'll probably pop the seat out before, before I can come unstuck, which is a blessing and a curse. Um, like if I, if I get it right, I've always got a seat with me, but if I get it wrong, well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm bent over permanently. It, it's, a blessing and a curse. And you run into those Duplo motherfuckers and you're losing your shit, though, because you don't want to deal with them. That's a whole That's a whole other thing. Look, they've been around the block long enough. I can deal with them. But these nano block motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Trying to no. squeeze in, in fucking Spencer's gifts and, and shitty shops like that. Just trying to undercut me. And don't get me started mm. on the black market of Lego. Those 3D printed motherfuckers. Just, oh, oh, yeah. just drive me nuts. You know, I spent, I, I actually did, uh, I was walking around the neighborhood today and I was trying to think this over. I'm running out of Trump jokes. So I was like, well, maybe I got something, something here. And I, I couldn't decide if I want to do the ass or the squarest turds, but the turds felt too gross. And one, <laughs> one felt like it could play into the other. So maybe we'll save that one for another week. Uh, the world's squarest bidet shooting your square ass with a square stream of water. Well, it wouldn't um, be a square t- stream of water because it would be the round, clear Lego blocks, you know, that make oh, the yeah. columns. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. I, you know, I hadn't put anything to, like, together with Legos until, well, not until since uh, I was like six until recently when my wife got me a little Harry Kane um, podium, a little Tottenham thing. And I had, and I had these little tiny Legos and, Tony, we've, we, I know we haven't hung out in person a lot, but you probably were able to come across that I'm not the most like high-functioning motor skill feller on earth, uh, even despite having two functioning arms. <laughs> um, but working with these very little Lego pieces, I'm like on the ground like a four-year-old, like trying to smush them together with my little t- with my giant 
fingers. And I'm like, this is fucked. I, I, I failed miserably. And then there's these little stickers you got to put on. And the stickers are like the size of your thumbnail. I'm like, how do people do this? This is nuts. Uh, really, really a, um, not a priest. I, I don't have a preschooler's level of fucking engineering skill. It's really good. And I work in software, if anyone's wondering. So just don't tell anybody. Look, I don't have the biggest hands in the world, but my hands are too big for Lego. So I don't know how the adults do the adult Lego community thing. Have you run across the adult Lego community? It is a big thing. They are complete weirdos. They make Star Wars people look normal. They make beer people look normal. Uh, it is the craziest community out there on the internet. That, it, that isn't 95% sexual. Yeah, that's, I swear to God, someone's getting horny for Legos, though, right? I mean, if you're doing this, there is a horny, there is a guy horny for Legos. It's just, it's just true. That's what I was trying to say. Like, 95% of the people into Lego aren't into it in a sexual way. 5% are like the bronies, if you remember the bronies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and honestly, 95% of the bronies aren't into it in a sexual way, I don't think. But, well, maybe not 95%, but a lot more more than, well, that's a weird bet to make. <laughs> Would I bet that, that more are or aren't into it horny? Um, I don't think so. No, probably not. Now, beer people, there's people who are horny for beer, and I think that's a lot less. Sorry, I think that's a lot more than the 5% are horny for beer. If you scroll through beer Instagram... I mean, if you've done that, Tony, and I know I, I have. have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's 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 big booty girls with rare stout and can't like perching bottles of Cantillon on their booties. That's what it is. It's 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 perfect. You're looking at two great things at once: big booties yeah, and Cantillon. That's a good point. Actually, they're getting it all for free, and I I've I've. I don't think we're going to be able to pull that off, Tony. Maybe, even maybe if we ever get back butt. to Vegas together, even with yeah, my you have a nice butt. ledge. You got You got to say he's got a nice <laughs> ledge, but um, it's gonna. Well, I don't know. I, maybe if we ever get back together in Vegas, we can uh, we can get a photo shoot together with some Dre bottles and uh, see if we can score ourselves some free uh, a free allotment of stout or something. That'd be nice, huh? Do you ever think maybe this has happened? I, I don't do a lot of strip clubs these days. And to be honest, haven't done a lot of strip clubs in my past. Just occasionally. People in- are, though, by the way. People are going to strip clubs. I know. But now. They, today. But, but they say it's just for the wings. <laughs> Fucking Atlanta strip clubs with their chicken wings. Just no, for the yeah, wings. I just love the, the, the apocalyptic. The, I mean, it's, a mo- it's from a movie going to the strip club with everyone masked. That's just, that's, out, that's straight out of. A, a virus movie, but anyways, yeah. go ahead. But do you think beer will ever get to a point where it's served like we get with vodka, where you'll be paying $300 for bottle service for Cantillon in the middle of your table at a strip club or a big bomber of something? At what Brian famously referred to as the breast lounge. Um, <laughs> will I be doing that? Uh, well, I think it's a great business idea, Tony. And I think we might need to get on, you know, get on GoFundMe or something and start 
thinking this through uh, the cellar room of the, of the gold, I guess it's the gold room already. The cellar club of the gold. Oh, it's a gold club. The cellar room of the gold club, I believe is what we, what's the plate. What's the magic magic city. That's the wings place, right? was the wings yes. place in Atlanta. Yes. Magic city. Dude, how good, how good would uh, some aged Orval be with some wings, by the way? <laughs> Hey, and I think it'd be pretty decent. I don't know. And I think then we've got to we've got to really get niche with our business model. What is the hottest thing in the chicken world right now? At least it was in Australia twelve months ago, and it goes perfectly with beer. So I think we match them together. We go high end with strippers. I think it, we go all Korean, Korean wings, <laughs> non-Korean yeah. beer, good beer, and Korean strippers. It's it's a, a match made in heaven. If you ask me, oh my god, man, this is this has gotten this got fetishy real fast. <laughs> it, it's got into oh, a whole thing. I'm only looking and, at and it so, from a business what point of view. It purely uh, business. So, is soju the um, soju is the Korean um, beverage, right? Soju, soju. That's what it is. Yeah, it's the rice, whatever the rice wine or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, get yeah, we can get that stuff. People get real hammered on it, and then they drop uh, three hundred bucks on some vineyard or something like that. Yeah, not bad. I like the idea. I think we can get. I think we can make a make a cool buck off of it. Um, so Tony, I did want to thank uh, you. You and I got to hang out for a few hours virtually with some of our uh, friends and listeners last week. We had a great time um, at the at the virtual pub, and I wanted to extend the invite. Um, permanently, uh, the virtual pub is open. Uh, Tony and I might not be in it at all times. We will be in it sometimes. Uh, I'll pop in, um, you know, relatively frequently, especially most, most of the weekdays after work, I, you might just find me milling about in there, uh, listening to music or something. Um, we might do some Friday happy hours. We might do some, um, other holiday type events like we did yesterday. So you want that invite ping us over email. Uh, drop us a DM. We will send over the, the discord link and you guys are more than welcome to just hop in and, and use that as a hangout spot um, or make comments about the show. If you want, that's a good place for that. We don't have, we're not going to have a forum, but if you guys want to, you know, tell us how much we suck ass, you can either do it in person or you could type something into a box, which I know, I know people love doing. So um, feel free, but we had a great time. Uh, Kelly was there. She had an excellent time as well. And we know uh, uh, everybody, at least everybody who stayed on till the wee hours of the morning, um, getting real nice and toasty. Yeah. Uh, yep. We're there um, just hollering at each other until 1.30 a.m. So it was a nice time. Uh, Tony, thanks for, for hopping on with us and getting drunk in the afternoon. <laughs> day drinking is the best and day drinking with Quiplash is phenomenal. Big fan of it. And everybody was drinking great beers. That was the thing. And you didn't even speak about our musical guest. Forget about PastryBot. This is pa- PastryBot's like musical cousin. Oh yeah, RhythmBot. Yeah, RhythmBot uh, boy, was, he was people him. were getting sick of people were getting sick of him real fast, weren't they? It took, <laughs> it took a solid uh, thirty minutes. It's like turn off the piano music. <laughs> I'm not super familiar with di- Discord, and I didn't realize I could turn him down myself. Now I did keep yeah, you him just on, turn him down, yeah. because I do enjoy some good jazz music. This wasn't particularly good jazz music, but uh, yeah, it, it it's surprisingly good for a bot. Rhythm bot has some rhythm. 
he doesn't he doesn't really groove but he does have some rhythm and it was enjoyable to have some background noise going on while we we shot the shit for the first couple of hours and then of course um he had to go away as we got serious about some shit yeah he was then he was then he was taken out back with a bullet um rhythm bot uh is actually just it just plays YouTube videos, uh, but the audio. So the funniest thing you can do with RhythmBot is play the audio only from Badlands Chugs videos <laughs> while you're just sitting there listening to "Don't Touch That Mouse," that guy, uh, while while he drinks like a a boot of gravy or whatever it is he's gonna do. Um, Tony, you make a you 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 bring up a good point about day drinking. Um, you and I were talking about this a little bit. Uh, how day drinking maybe brings out uh, sort of a different character, I guess in, in not just maybe yourself, but also the types of beers you're going to drink. I know when I'm day drinking, I'm not looking to, I'm trying to look to extend my day, not end it early. Now there, there is a day drinking approach where you could just be like, I'm shutting this down <laughs> at six going to sleep. But um, usually I'm just trying to stretch my day out. Now, we were kind of indifferent, you know, we're on opposite sides of the world here. So we, we maybe sort of had the same target, but you were stuck with sunlight. Um, if you were day drinking in general, are you just drinking the same stuff? Are you knocking off IPAs and stouts or are you just cranking Kolsch or whatever? If you're up, if you're up in the afternoon drinking, I won't say I'm just cranking Kolsch, but I'm, I'm looking for stuff on the lighter side, predominantly under five and a half percent. So ESBs, I think, are great. Of course, Pilsners are great. Kolsch's are great. Um, Munich's are great. Anything that not only is light in flavour, because I don't think ESBs are, but also low in alcohol, but it's still a well-made beer. I'm not going to day drink on Bud Light. I'd rather go to Bud Light Seltzer at that point. But for me, it's about striking that balance between getting a buzz on and not passing out. Because you want to, you want to keep that that buzz going, or be able to ride that buzz until the evening. You don't want to be a mess. Now it's different when you get into things like virtual pubs and real pubs <laughs> and beer festivals. That's that's a whole different beast. But I'm just talking day drinking on in general, whether it be a weekday because we've got problems, um, or whether it's your weekend yes. day drinking. Because I should say I've got problems because I was the one, and I am the one currently day drinking during the week but of a weekend i'm looking for lawnmower beers bitburger is a yeah. is a classic big macro that i enjoy um that i can cruise on uh, at pubs and tap rooms and and, and bars i'm looking for stuff that's still well made but i'm not going to delve my toe into hazies um even even lower alcohol hazies I, I tend to guzzle them too fast. I can't sit on one for three hours like I can a good lager. I will yeah. make exceptions, though, for certain beers. Saison DuPont or any good, well-made Saison, I think, is a perfect yeah, day-drinking candidate, yeah. even though it pushes up into 6.5%, alcohol range. Um, but sure. it's perfect for a nice sunny day, um, enjoying the birds because we've got a shit ton of birds around sitting outside and day drinking. The birds are everywhere. Um, see, I, uh, I I can't believe I haven't talked about this yet because um, not just the day drinking, but this house, we have fallen into a routine. And I don't know if that's 
Uh, I sound like I sound like Homer Simpson. We have a solid marriage built on a foundation of routine. I don't know, but so do you have pork um, chops every Tuesday then? Oh, I see, not that much routine. I couldn't handle that. I, 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 I'm too, I'm too much of a weirdo uh, with all the different food I like to eat. But, um, so day drinking is really is the one part of my drinking that is not following the routine. I guess is what I would point out. So if I'm especially Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving weekend's a great example of me staring at the clock like it's the last day of school, waiting for it to cross to like 1 p.m. so I don't feel as shitty when I open my first heliostat, right? Yep. But it's that's that's logger time for me. It's not that I – I mean, sometimes it's a celebration. You know, it's not hazy. I don't know why. I don't have a good reason for it other than hazy is the nighttime drink. That's my <laughs> reason, you know? So uh, I've, I will drink almost anything else. We've opened sours in the afternoon. We like doing that we'll drink big stout on a Saturday in the afternoon just cause, Hey, I got to drink a whole bomber of stout. I am not drinking this right before I go to bed, the 25 ounce can of Rocky road stout. So I will be drinking this in the afternoon while we do some stuff around the house over the course of like three hours. Um, so anything else is what I, I drink in the afternoon. And I, I don't know why, but the interesting thing that comes out of this though, is that we have this distinct routine of evening, drinking uh now show recording days like this are a little bit different we'll still drink hazy ipa but it's just different because we're not in the same room so um but if we're sitting around we will play a board game of some kind more than likely we'll drink we'll split two hazy ipas you know usually one like around seven percent and usually one around eight to nine percent and then we'll go chill out and watch some fucking dumb show and drink one can of stout and then go to sleep. And that happens almost every <laughs> single night. It's amazing. Uh, and that's, that's just the method. It's uh, we, you know, you split two beers. So you have one beer each essentially, and then you have half of a stout and then you go to sleep. And it's uh, pretty fucked up when I say it, that it's that consistent, but it really is that consistent. And the variety in it is that burial sends me different ones every week. Those are the different things about it. I get different versions of all those different beers and I have a whole shitload of stout. So, um, it's just part of the deal, but yeah, that's, that is my life right now with beer. And I fucking love it because these beers kick ass. So I really don't have any complaints about this. All this shit's good. Burial are always your first course. Are you changing up that dessert course, essentially, which is what it's become? It's, oh, yeah. And when I say dessert course, like when we're at home, we don't normally cook appetizers. And I, I, I think your couple of hazies are your main course. And then, like most people, they have an ice cream or whatever at night, and that's your stout. So do you have favorite brands of stout? Do you have favorite styles outside of coconut? Because I know coconut's good all the time. It's like the chocolate of the ice cream world. Is there sort of a, a, a go-to stout maker or stout style outside of coconut that you'll you'll gravitate yep. towards? So they're all in the mix. Uh, that we just I have that I I shot it on our Instagram stories um, last week. I, I took a little a little shot of my my very small cellar. I don't have an impressive you know full basement cellar or anything like that. I have my little my little shelves with with my different beers on them. And uh, a lot of that is stout. So I have right now I am overloaded with stout. So 
usually I keep a couple pastries around because I don't eat dessert very anymore. So, uh, that sort of is a dessert filler, right? Um, you, you, you split a 16 ounce, 12 ounce or 16 ounce can of that. You're fine. You got all the sweet flavor you need for, for one day. Um, but then I also have all this barrel age beer right now. So, um, it goes from anywhere from the goose stuff to rev to, uh, Benthix to Dos Fidania to, uh, you know, whatever else mixed in there, a couple prairies, some, um, and then just some sweet stuff. So I have like a French toast out or something. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. You know, I, I paid $6 for this at the <laughs> iron and glass. So I can just, we'll just knock this off one night, you know? So I got a shitload, dude. It's, it's, it's a, it's a new adventure. Every night I go down, it will be when we're done with this show. I'll be like, uh, do I want like, cause I always want to be opening a Benthic, but I have to be like, no, no, we will not open the Benthic. I will be opening this thing that's over here. Um, and we'll just, we'll just wait till another day for the Benthic. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's an ongoing battle and there's always a burial stout mixed in too. Cause I get a new one of those every week. So you, you sort of drink that one every week and that's a, that's a fun mix. So the Benthic, have you tried the, all the styles or are you still no, he- holding out yet. on the, the brandy? Is it the brandy? The one? only one. The only variant we've had is vanilla. So uh, we've had two regulars and a vanilla. So we still have the extra double. We still have the old Ben and we still have the brandy. Um, and we still have one more vanilla um, and two more regulars. So I should probably just open one tonight because fuck it. Why not? You why know? not? I, I have plenty of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to get better. It's got coffee and coconut in it. It's, this is as good as it's going to get. So. Yep. Now, what is your favorite specific dessert stout? Is there something that you really love? Because you you drink a lot of pastry stouts, not just dessert stouts, but pastry stouts. Is there a a flavor combination outside of coconut? Because that's your default answer or a specific beer when you think about that is dessert in a glass. It doesn't have to be the best beer you've had, but that's the closest thing to actually drinking dessert. Dude, listen to this one I had yesterday. This might be my favorite pastry stout. And I know it's recency bias, <laughs> but you got to hear this one. This shit was fucking fire. Pardon my fucking language, but goddamn, this was good. Um, this was a burial pastry stout. And I would say if I had to put a top of the heap at just flat out pastry, it's burial. Because now I haven't had a very much of their barrel aged stuff. It does not come around here too much. But uh, just straight up 15% sugar stout, they're nailing it. You got to split it. Do not drink the whole thing. You will be <laughs> quivering in your sleep. But this shit is good. And here's what this one was. It was called the Forsaken Blatherings of Non Sequitur. And I know our friend Mr. Wise is is screaming at me right now for <laughs> drinking this fucking sugar bomb. It brushing my, like just, just hosing my teeth down. My dentist is, is going nuts. This one had, uh, it's, it's, uh, 14%. It had decaf coffee. I don't know why they do that. I think it's cause they partnered. I think they partnered with a um, local roaster that makes a specific decaf latte. So they're, they're, ma- they're, uh, doing the, whatever that's called, like the, um, that water treatment to do the, the good way of decaf. I oh like yeah. Decaf cold water coffee. treatment or whatever so, it is. Yeah. Yeah, who gives a shit, though? I mean, it's in beer, so it's not like you're going to taste every... And listen to all this other shit in there. Decaf coffee, coconut milk, coconut, vanilla bean, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, clove, and pumpkin seeds. 
So no pumpkin, pumpkin seeds. So this had, and I am, I am not shitting you. It had this, like, it was somewhere between holiday spice, I guess. Like it wasn't pumpkin. It was more like ginger cake spice, if that makes sense. Or mixed spice. I think mixed spice is something you're probably familiar with, Tony. Or, um, what are, um, what is that? Mints, uh, had this like fig, fig fruit taste. Yeah. Fruit mints pies. And, uh, and then with a coconut also, uh, so you couldn't beat that. And it just, it, it was, and it was delightful. I, I couldn't believe this beer. I was like, oh, this is going to be a big, like, fucking Abraxas thing. Not that I, I mean, fuck, I, I get Abraxas every year, but it's going to be one of those just <laughs> spice, pumpkin-y spice bomb type beers. Absolutely not. This was absolutely wonderful. Um, it was like a ginger latte. I mean, it was it was so good. I love ginger, though. If you're averse to ginger or clove, you're going to have a hard time with this beer. But man, this was on point to me. Um, it was right up there in my all-time favorite. Like, we'll just say this is this is nerd qualification if there's ever been one. It was an all-time non-barrel pastry stout, just straight up solid. Yeah, I I, I could drink that all day. That sounds well, delicious. The only yeah. thing, of course, which which you touched on was the, the decaf coffee that doesn't make sense. But those spices make sense. Not sure what the pepitas are doing in there, to be honest. Um, they're they're you know, they're not like any other sort of. I actually nut. think if you if you closed your eyes and and thought about it and thought of, and knew all the stuff that was in there, you wouldn't you wouldn't detect this without knowing what flavors were in there. That you could navigate to a mole type thing, if you get what I'm saying. I do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a. St- Stretch. I think that's too much sweet spice to call it like anything in the like mole realm, but that's what it felt like was the direction. But, but or but, just like a toast flavor or something, you know. Mole is really the IPA sort of word for for Mexican sauce. It's become all things to. Right, it just people. means sauce. Okay, mole mole Oaxaca. How about that? Is okay, that, yep. you know, or something like where it's a, a black. A dark yep. mole, the the uh, the Bayless, the famous mole Oaxaca, the Bayless mole mole Oaxaca, you know, something like that that has this chocolatey, nutty, spicy yep. taste. Gotcha. Um, this isn't enough. It wasn't savory enough to detect it as mole. To be fair, but it did give it. A, I mean, if if you found anything from the pumpkin seeds, it was toasty. You know, that might have been anything. They're pretty. They're, those are pretty subtle. You're not getting a lot of pumpkin seed flavor. You know? No, I I love a good pumpkin seed in a in a like. Healthy, yeah, I'll eat them, sure, yeah. I love them, but I don't think they had a lot mm. of flavor. They're a great texture thing, but I, I can't say I could, I could detect what pumpkin seed flavor is. But I, I, in the, you old- want it to, I mean, it's a, it's a, it almost when they put it in, when I was reading it, and I was like, did they just put something with pumpkin in so that they had the word pumpkin in this beer? I think you could be right there. I think it's very clever marketing. I think it doesn't put yeah. people offside. They're not expecting pumpkin spice beers. But if you don't sort of understand what those spices are, which you clearly do as a holiday spice, putting the pumpkin seed in makes them look like it goes together. So it's an easy sell for people and people aren't like, why would you put these spices in a beer by themselves? No, we've got pumpkin, even though it's pumpkin seed that don't add a lot. Right. It, it's a it's a great marketing ploy, and, and you can't fault them for this. So, I it sounds like a delicious beer. Um, 
I wonder whether we'll get more nuts in beer because I know there's an Australian brewery that puts chestnuts in their beer. Uh, hazelnuts are a fairly common one. Um, yeah. Peanut butter. I think we've all had peanut butter porters or peanut butter stouts. Uh, don't know where I stand on those. I, I kind of like the initial mouthful, but then I get bored of them very, very quickly with the, especially the ones done with peanut butter powder. Um, I just wonder whether that's one of the boundaries that will be pushed in the, in the coming years with, with beer and especially into the hazy worlds. Dude, I, I've had a few beers with nuts in them that I really liked, including last year's Goose Island um, proprietors, which had pecans in it, like a lot of roasted pecan. And yeah. I love pecans. What my, if I'm doing a, if I'm doing a nut raking, uh, Tony's nuts are number three. Number two is walnuts, and number one is pecans. If I had to choose, uh, but pecans are so good, especially that like roasted salted pecan flavor. This yep. didn't have the big salt salty taste, but it had that like bitter, slightly bitter roasted pecan flavor. Oh man, that was so good! It was, <laughs> um, it was like eating chocolate chocolate covered roasted pecans. Goodness gracious, that was a great beer. So my top they three nuts that. are very similar. Walnut is an honourable mention. It goes number four. Um, but I love a good Vegemite and walnut sandwich. Um, pecans? I would, I would abs- honestly get in on that. I don't, I don't know. I'm nuts, but I would, I would get in on that. I, I will find a way to source you some Vegemite. might be easy to buy it in America. I think there are plenty of places. I just buy it online. Yeah, I can, yeah. Buy, it. I can buy it. Yeah, I should just make that. Yeah, and then you chop up your walnuts. Oh, it's sort of like a, a crumble mm-hmm. that goes inside a sandwich. It's delicious. It sounds good. Yep. Sounds so that, good. that's number four. Number three is pecans, or as you say it, pecans. Slightly different language, but same nut. It's delicious. Number two is the cashew Brian, nut. Brian has the best way of saying it, by the way. Brian Malika <laughs> says, says pecans, my all-time favorite way. But go ahead. Sorry. Cashews. Cashews, number two. And number one is an Australian native nut that Hawaii have kind of laid claim to, but it's not Hawaiian, it's Australian, and that is the macadamia nut. A salted macadamia nut is delicious. Great nut, yeah. That's a great one. The white, the, uh, I grew up as a child eating the Mrs. Fields white chocolate macadamia nut cookie, which was an excellent cookie, and I don't even really like white chocolate, to be fair. So, um, But as a kid, I loved it because it just tastes like little sweet nibbles or whatever, so you're, you're fine with it. Yeah. I love macadamia nuts. They're very good. Do you do you have them salted or is it always in sort of a dessert thing? Have you had them salted before? They are very expensive. Uh, Even very expensive yeah. to, to get yourself some macadamia nut here. Um, so just chomping on them is maybe uh, not the not the best idea to do with them. Um, I mean, I, to be fair, nuts nuts here in general. The only ones you can get for a, a decent price are like maybe alm- almonds. Now, because I, yep. they got slave labor doing almonds, I'm positive. Um, actually, we we've just recently learned they're doing slave labor for almonds, so that's one problem with those. Um, and then just regular your shit shit bag planters, you know, ass peanuts, whatever. Those things suck. <laughs> yeah, we have a just variety grease, grease balls. <laughs> we have a variety of salted nuts. Like we don't have planters. Nobbies is our big brand of of salted nuts. So Nobbies do a. Um, beer nut which is peanuts that are salted but still with the husk on them you know the red husk that you get with peanuts oh yeah yeah like yeah yeah it's terrible um 
Salt, salted <laughs> peanuts, salted cashews, and salted macadamias. And then, of course, your bar mix, which has got Brazil nuts, hazelnuts, beer nuts, peanuts, cashews in it. Um, but, yeah, my, my favourite is, and you can buy them on supermarket shelves, and even in some gas stations is salted macadamias. They are super expensive, um, but they are worth it. They're so salty because you've got so much surface area, those big round balls, mm-hmm. just pop mm-hmm. them in, the, in your yeah, mouth, that's... just roll them around. <laughs> Perfect. Delicious. Yeah, finally. Well, the fans have been waiting for this, the, the <laughs> nut breakdown here. Um, so uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about from my stout collection there is uh, we did get some, I, I did pick up my Bourbon County allocation, uh, made a little Instagram story of it. Hopefully uh, folks got to check that out, see the different variants. And I got a comment from um, my friend Maggie from our local bottle shop who pointed out that I, I had mentioned some trepidation uh, regarding the Caramella. You ale, certainly had. Which is the, the wheat wine with apples and cinnamon. So she said, this tastes great. It's a, it tastes like apple pie. I said, I'm uncertain, but let's do it. So me and Kelly crapped, cracked, crapped it. We cracked it open or crapped it open. I don't know, whatever. And then uh, we we had it with uh, Kelly had actually made a little apple crumble uh, as well with our Thanksgiving meal. So we popped that thing open and it was actually delicious. So I I have I have uh, done a about face on the caramella. I recommend it. I think it's very delicious. It gets uh, not quite my very highest recommendation, but a very high recommendation in the Bourbon County pantheon. Uh, one of my one of my big surprises uh, ever from their flavored beers. It did not have a tart apple flavor. It's very unusual. It has a very deep caramel flavor with an apple pie finish. So, so like a draw, like like just the just that whatever that sweet apple finish is that you get when yep. you eat like a like a sweeter apple, you get that but without the like weird waxiness that you might get from like a red delicious, you just get that nice apple refreshing, you know, easy to drink yep. type Granny cleanliness Smith. out of your mouth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's very good. I, you'll, you'll have no trouble finding that one. People will be anxious about that one forever and will, will either shit on it or they will like it. So you'll never, you'll never have an issue getting it. I saw that there were stacks on stacks at, at the bottle shop. I like in Greenville, South Carolina. You'll get as much of it as you want, so I recommend it. If you if you like apple pie, if you like, say, do it. What is that stuff? That, have you ever you haven't had this, Tony? Apple pie shots that are like the Everclear apple pie things that taste like nothing but just <laughs> apple pie, and you just get mega fucked up off of. Or if you've had things like, um, if you're in the Midwest, if you've had Old Country Goodness by Journeyman, which is this like apple whiskey drink that's very tasty. It is in that realm, not tart off flavor apple, yep. pure apple flavor, extract flavor almost, but it's, it's very good. Now, my question to you, you paired it with an apple crumble. This got me thinking because I, of course, famously had an apple crumble beer that I, that I doctored up. Did you think about adding some fireball whiskey to the Caramello or whatever the fuck that beer is called? Dude, and- if it weren't. 
if it weren't 15% alcohol, uh, maybe that would have been a better consideration. Um, and I hadn't been just drinking all day. Um, I might've thought of that, but I did not, uh, I did not spice up my $20 barley wine with some, with uh, a couple shots of fireball went and <laughs> kept it pure, kept Wake it pure. That uh, now delicious. if I were getting it on draft, if I were getting it on draft from maybe my friends at iron and glass, if they were still pulling this off. And I honestly think this sounds good when I think about it, I was, I would giggle at these things they would do. And I, I, but I, I liked them. They would, they would spritz a little whipped cream and a little caramel syrup on top of the, a little like five ounce pour of the beer and maybe sprinkle like some graham cracker crumbs or something on there. Ooh. Honestly, honestly sounds very nice. Like that yeah. beer had a nice texture that could stand up to that. I might, I might get myself in on that. Honestly, <laughs> I, I could, I could see myself enjoying that. I'm not above that. That sounds good to me. Um, spritz a little bit of that, like Ghirardelli caramel syrup on there. Oh, that I'm sounds that. delicious. Yeah. So Tony, on the uh, opposite of the stout end, I wanted to uh, jump into a segment we haven't done in a while real quick to uh, cover some important doings and goings on in the beer world. This is a uh, favorite seg of ours. It's called Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Uh, Tony, uh, I have some unfortunate news to, to bring up. The, um, I, have, I have discussed on both our Instagram and on this, and on this podcast the Metropolitan uh, Brewing the lager brewery, well-known lager brewery, I think well-established uh, lager brewery here in Chicago, been around for a decade, maybe a little more, yep. pretty much built lager in this town. And uh, they are not closing. That's Whew. the good news. They have been evicted by uh, their landlord. And I read the story today. I'm not going to read the story. I'm not going to go into the details, but, purportedly according to their owners uh doug and tracy hurst they have been overcharged for the past some odd years a couple of years at least for eight thousand more square feet than they occupy um and a brewery like that that makes lager a small business that operates a tap room that can't exist in uh covid19 era is having a hard time i think coming up with the old money to cover up the rent that's a two third or not to a third more than they are supposed to be paying. So about a year ago, they had actually stopped paying the extra rent and uh, now they're getting evicted. So um, I, they are, they're continuing to make beer. They're trying to figure out the dispute. Uh, it's getting all over the news. It's getting publicized. I think generally people have stood with Metro except for weird freaks who stand with landlords and I guess the only thing I have to say about it is, um, like I've been saying from, from the beginning of this podcast, is that, um, you know, Chairman Mao had it right, <laughs> you know? And I, I can only say that Chairman, I think Chairman Griff, in this case especially with regards to Metro, might not be as kind as Chairman Mao <laughs> to give you the option of re-education camp. He might just be leading you directly into the into the uh, Bill Barr's firing squad uh, if you're going to close down his favorite brewery. So I take this as a full-on direct threat to my livelihood, and I, of course, will be hunting down these awful culprits. So uh, I'm going full Alex Jones on these freaks. <laughs> you haven't threatened to eat them, so that's that's the 
That's what Alex Jones did, of course, famously threatened to oh, eat his right, neighbour. Yeah. But <laughs> so explain this to me because I've, I've, I've kind of gathered the threads from what you were saying. So have they been evicted from the brewery or just from the taproom portion of they received the an eviction. They received an eviction notice. They haven't been forcibly removed. They okay. were notified that they are being evicted. Um, they've been trying to work this out with the landlord for months and months now because they overpaid for years. So they're essentially like, well, I'm not paying anymore. I've been yep. paying for more than we agreed to for years. So we should be covered. We have a credit now. Um, so essentially they're, uh, I mean, these are the kind, these kinds of things seem to happen in town all the time. Uh, and and the fact you know it happens to people who live in apartments it happens to people who have businesses it happens to all kinds of people in chicago because landlords want to make more money on their property uh i i don't know how many landlords listen to our show like i said i have assumed most of the people who listen to our show are in foreign prisons or uh you know buried underground or something or like asmr one of those three um so I don't know how many landlords we have. I apologize. Yeah. But, um, uh, I don't apologize. I don't know what landlords add to society and I know what this brewery adds to society. So certainly I hope the brewery succeeds in their, whatever litigation I would be heartbroken. If we don't get metropolitan beer, we just got heliostatin cans. We just got heliostat in cans. How can you do this? You cannot do this. Oh, the outrage. <laughs> So, I, I um, say we take it up with the one landlord we know, and that is Brian Malika, of course. Brian Malika, famously a slumlord. <laughs> I say we take it up with him. I, I, I think he is the symbol of all terrible landlords, and he is to blame for your lack of heliostat. And not only heliostat, but heliostat in cans. Like, you've just got them in cans. We have to be careful not to complicate landlord with... Uh, forced uh with wage slave i think Tony. i think you've i think you've i think you've confused landlord and i am a wage slave for in fact uh for uh, as a jeez, uh, i am a wage slave tony just to point that out uh you are a welfare queen and <laughs> so and let's get all of our roles straight and that guy whose name i forget that i could probably find his address very easily is a landlord and uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked it up yet. You don't have to write me and tell me not to look up his address or come to my house and do a wellness check or anything. But I am very angry about it. And this is this is going to be an ongoing saga on this podcast. So get excited for that. Now, I know you're thinking of making the move away from Chicago for the winter. Have you got your beer supply line sorted? Because I know you're going to be taking a portion of your cellar with you. But... I'm sure you're not willing to give up certain beers. I'm sure you're not willing to give up Heliostat or other metropolitan beers. I know you'll get burial shipped to you. That's not an issue, but there are probably Chicago beers that you won't have regular access to in wherever you choose to go. Um, so have you sorted out beer supply lines, whether it be through friends in the mail or or getting them shipped directly to you to make sure you have a reasonable supply of a couple of hazies and a stout of an evening. Shouldn't have any issue with the hazies. Burial ships to Nevada, so I'm not worried about that. Um, I will be bringing some of my stout supply 
along with not not most of it, but at least a portion of it. Um, the fact is that Las Vegas has access to a lot of the very good breweries in the country, at least on the West Coast for sure. So one place I can get ship shipments from, starting with my uh, impending temporary move, is from Mickler San Diego. Very excited for that. They will ship directly to my door. Uh, so that's going to be part of my life. And then uh, places like Corey's, which you've never been to, Tony. You would love Corey's. I can't wait to take you there someday. Uh, Corey's in, in Las Vegas, an awesome bottle shop. There's a bottle shop only a few minutes uh, from our new place called Cerveza in the Arts District that has a nice selection. And they get all your favorite San Diego, L.A. breweries. So they're getting Modern Times. They're getting... Um, uh, yeah, they're getting they're getting a revision from up in Northwest um, Nevada. They're getting some of your favorite San Francisco breweries. They're getting your Oregon breweries. All that West Coast stuff that I'm not getting here is coming there. And I can still get my burial. I, I frankly, I just think burial hazies are the best ones, <laughs> and I do like the modern times ones too. But so I'll still be getting the um, the burial stuff shipped out to me with the same at the same price. Fortunately, so. Um, I should be okay. The lager is going to be tricky. Um, Vegas does have a couple of pretty good breweries, but we should dig more into this in the next couple of weeks and talk more about what sort of the Vegas beer scene is looking like for me. But um, Craft House and, um, oh shit, uh, Abel Baker both make um, pretty good, refreshing type beers. I'm excited to poke around with those and see if, see if there's anything there. I'm also just packing two cases of Helio. So <laughs> that'll, that'll tie me over for, for at least the drive. So <laughs> now those, um, those two cases, are they in the classic bottle form or are you doing that in that in can form? Has to be. Can they actually form. only do, they only do Helio in cans. Uh, they've never bottled it. Okay. Um, I think okay. cans actually are more feasible than bottles because the beer is so active that I think they've been afraid to bottle it due to shrapnel potential. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is, this is better than that. So they don't, they don't want anyone to get hit with the, with the bottle shrapnel dovetail is also another one that I'll be potentially bringing, bringing a little bit of lager out just to kind of tide me over. I'm not, I'm relatively confident. I had some lager from craft house when I was out there um, in March. So I am relatively confident in their ability to deliver a, Competent. reliable pilsner yep yeah 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 so i think i'll be able to get i'll be able to get by pretty well it's not heliostat but nothing on the nothing on earth is so <laughs> you gotta live with that and if they close down i my steam's gonna be flying out my hands and i'll lose my shit so um now what percentage of beers do you think you're drinking in cans these days because it made me think when we were talking about that heliostat's only in cans the vast majority of my beer these days, I would say 95% of what I drink these days is in cans. 90, 90 to 95%. Yeah. Um, pretty much other than fancy bottles. I, I occasionally get one bottle, four pack of bottles from burial because they just don't have an, I mean, there's a can shortage in the U S so um, they're having to put, they have to package something in the damn <laughs> bottles that they have because they're not going to. So they, they package um, some of their like more one-off beers. They did a food or age pills recently that they got in bottles. I got that. It was really good. Um, they do their sours in, in four packs of 12 ounce bottles and they do their Saison and stuff in that. So I, that's, that's, but that's it. I mean, everything else is 12 or 16 ounce cans. hundred yep. percent. Now, where do you stand on the, 
wood-aged pilsners because I'm a big fan of the wood-aged pilsners, whether it be in a fooder or oak barrels. They're just delicious. Fooder fermented, wood from oh, sir, send it up. That that stuff is so good. Um, the the one the the burial one is so good because that pilsner they put in there was so hoppy because I drank it stain in stainless. And it was so brutal. And this, the wood, it for six weeks, it settled, it mellowed out so well. Oh, that, that beer is so delicious. Um, I don't know how, I mean, now at the same time, Helio has that same, like, slightly hoppy but mellowed lager flavor without any wood. So I don't know. They're, they're doing it a whole other way, but I like the wood age stuff. Uh, you guys have that? You guys getting that there? We're not getting those specific beers, but, um, my good friends at Deeds, you know how much I love Deeds, do a wood-aged or a, a wood-fermented um, pilsner, like straight ahead, slightly dry-hopped, slightly more hoppy um, pilsner. Um, it has a big oak character. It's not a shrinking sort of – you know it's oak. It's, it's not oak spirals or anything, but you, you know what kind of barrels these are in. These are not a recycled barrel. They are purpose built for the task, and they are delicious. It, it just really, I don't know why it doesn't have that buttery slickness of say Chardonnay that's that's aged in oak, but it doesn't. It just has a really straight ahead oak character that blends really nicely with a really well crafted pilsner. Super dry, yeah. super easy drinking, um, like that 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 biscuit flavour that a classic pils has. The classic Pilsner malt, just oh, just so good, and that's just one- talking talking about Metro made me open a Helios tad, so I'm just I'm good. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is what we all needed. Yeah, so, uh, I feel better now. I'm not. I'm less angry. So you're drinking a Helios tad. Give us like a brief one sentence tasting notes on Helios tad, other than delicious. Is it is it like that classic like biscuity Pils malt? I don't know. Tell me about it. It is so distinctly yeasty. I, I'm just, I'm not shitting. Not esters yeast, but just lager yeast. Yep. And it's hoppy, a hop bite, bitter, and then you will just get. I mean, it's got texture. This beer has texture. Like it is not just dry as a bone lager okay. texture. This That's- is lager with body. It's wild. It's hazy lager. This is, it's hype lager, dude. It's so crazy to me. And it looks, it's not hazy IPA in the, in the, in the, uh, in the glass, but it is, um, I, I would say translucent at best. You know what I mean? Like yep. somewhere between opaque and translucent and translucent. I mean, it is, it is very cloudy and it tastes like that. I don't know how to describe that. Think of a lager. Think of lager, the lager, distinct lager yeast flavor, um, that that cold condition lager yeast flavor. Just amp it up by five. It is so distinct that flavor, um, and a nice dry hop flavor too, but not not citrusy. Just that like that bright noble hop taste. I don't know how to describe this beer any better than that. It's just <laughs> lager with the it's volume turned up lager. Yep. I mean, it's so it's this crazy. Is, this is spinal tap lager. When yeah, it it's Pilsner. To- Pilsner, though, too. It's it is it is a dry. I mean, it's a hoppy Czech style lager with, but just unfined. I would call it is the best way. I mean, it's 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 all out there. You know, it's it's wild. 
it's an adventure, man. It's the best, about the best beer it's made in town. And speaking of lager, I got the lager man making a delivery to my house because Dovetail's coming back out to town. So I'm going to be stocked up. So you're, uh, Tony, so you're yeah. drinking a lager. I've gone not the opposite direction. You're switching. But, but I've done the griff move and I'm drinking a coconut beer during the show. Tell us about that, Tony. You were telling me about this dessert and I want it. So it's made, um, it's a collaboration between um, Moondog, which I've been to their brewery in the early days when they were, they were just getting started. Um, they did a, that was a good beer week um, event that they did with our friends who did the maple bacon donut, the rogue folks. They did a um, collab beer with them, which was a terrible beer, by yep. the way. I'm on the label Don't of that know. beer, so I go down to history. I was part of that photo. <laughs> Just a terrible, it was a cherry wood age disaster beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, but Moondog do great things, and they've done a collab with a Danish brewery, which I'm not sure how to pronounce. You know how to pronounce it, so can you tell me? The best... I mean, I'm white guy, white American pronunciation, Tool. And who doesn't love Tool? They make some good music. Um, yeah. But they've put together- I know the piece is fit. Okay. <laughs> God, we can, you can tell we're, we're that age, can't you? Um, they're, they're put together what they, they're calling an imperial dark ale, but not just any old imperial dark ale. They've put together a dream cake. Dark Ale, which is a coconut Danish cake, um, which looks phenomenal. I'm, I'm just looking at um, Google at the moment at just some of the recipes for this dream cake, and a lot of them are Isn't it pretty? five stars, so it must be delicious. I, I want this. It's five, five coconut five stars. Coconut five stars. That's just how it works. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's for the, the dessert. Um, I didn't see one from Food Network. Shocker there. I think it's got more than three ingredients. <laughs> um, but I can tell you this beer, this is, this is, well, it's pretty close to a five star. It's very, very <laughs> close. But I'm going to yeah. say it's 4.75. But they are right. This that's is a not one. a stout. This is a, not even a brown ale. This is. An old-fashioned dark ale. If you've had dark ale, it's not quite as yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like there's no roastiness. It is it is dark ale, but coconut. There's some sweetness there. There's a hint of spice, but there's definitely big caramel notes, but not in a caramel stouty way. Um, big fan of Sounds this good. beer. I'm glad I bought two of them. They cost me like eighteen bucks a piece. Dude, if I get lucky, uh, if I get lucky, I'll find that beer here. Depending on the two old relationship, if if two old gets their hands on any of that in their distribution footprint, we'll get that beer here. Because um, I'm sure I would figure Deeds was it Deeds? No, Moon Dog. Moon Dog made uh, oh, it. Oh, Moon Dog. Sorry, if, if Moon Dog made it, unless they gave some to two old to put into their footprint, it, it's not coming here. But if but if they do, maybe we'll get lucky. I, I imagine um, that they've done a collab and and they're. Probably both brewed it because that's the way yeah, most did, collabs work here in Australia. That that'd be ideal. Well, it's, it's, I'm hoping for it, but, and I just want to bake that cake, so I might might get Kelly on that one. Um, all right, Tony. So uh, last week we we got to play some games with our with our listeners. It was a nice time. We played a little Jackbox. We played a game of two brews and a lie. It was it was excellent. You lent your expertise. To the masses, it was inspiring. Um, I wrote two. I actually wrote two games. Oh yeah, 
And 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 how did that go, Tony? I believe you won, right? Is that am I remembering that correctly? I have no idea whether I won, but I know I. You said I, I was inspiring, but I I believe I was actually infuriating towards you. You were you were getting quite quite frustrated by the advice that I was giving out, uh, and the fact that I was interrupting your game because you just wanted to tear through that sucker. But I had to give an opinion on everything, so, and I sure did. Now was my reason. Well, I'm very embarrassed. I'm very embarrassed to read my uh, bullshit to people <laughs> in person. Doing it here is no is no problem, but uh, uh, I think I think honestly I think that game was a little bit. I may have gone a little bit overboard with just trying to be funny uh, and not really caring if I won anything because I did have one. Uh, maybe I'll post the uh, results of that game on the Discord, but um, I did have one. Uh, one answer that was just about nut sacks. So maybe that wasn't, maybe that was a little too obvious of a wrong answer. Um, In your defense, I will say, remember the game we did with Kelly early on that was filthy beer names or disgusting beer names? Oh, yeah, that was like, yeah. Okay, it didn't fit into the game we were playing, but that wouldn't have been out of place in that that game because that that wasn't even vulgar by those standards. Yeah, there was some nasty shit in that. All right, Tony. So today's game, uh, it's the holiday season here. uh, And it's that time of year for things like sitting around the tree, maybe enjoying a nice movie, getting under your comfy blankie, and watching things like Hallmark movies. Tony, do you guys have, do you know what a Hallmark movie is? Who doesn't know what a Hallmark movie is now? We don't have the Hallmark, well, we do have the Hallmark channel. I was about to say we don't have the Hallmark channel, but we do on cable. We get that. But they used to be a staple of daytime TV. These were your movies that had very specialised actors. It always seemed to be that same group of about 100 different actors, and they just used to rotate their way in through these these movies that I would say are like the uh, Danielle Steele of movies, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that's about right. Yep, they're just they're mass they're just mass produced. Churn them out. Uh, Netflix is making these types of movies now. Um, things like the Christmas Switch or the Princess Switch or whatever the hell that is. And um, the, there's, there's the a whole best example on Netflix. There is out there, and I love this person, but I, I think, um, yeah, it's a terrible idea to have on Netflix. Dolly Parton has a series. And they're essentially oh, just sure, one-hour yeah. Hallmark movies with the name of Dolly Parton songs as the episode titles. So, of course, number one was Jolene. Oh, my God. Joe Jolene, yeah. Yeah, great. So I, I uh, committed committed as I am to the bit, of course. Uh, Griff, your old boy Griff, went through the list of 700 Hallmark movies on IMDb. And he got his untapped fingers out and started, you know, uh, spitting around and untapped, looking for some good, some good names. And he came up with a devilish genius uh, rendition of this or that for Tony Hallmark movie or beer name where Tony will have to guess whether these 10 things, and I know he used telling me just to do five, but I'm going to write 10 because if I'm going to do all that work, I'm getting 10 out of it. So you're just stuck with it because I'm not going through 600 <laughs> movies. And I, I had 20 at the end of this if I really wanted. I mean, there's a million of them. Um, I pick a few out and uh, Tony tells me if they are a Hallmark movie or a beer. 
And I can't tell. I have a bad feel for if I think these will be hard or easy, but I thought this one was particularly difficult, but you might, you might learn differently, Tony. So I will say, uh, I don't think I'll do as well with this game as I did with the roller coasters. I think that is my all time (laughs) high watermark. I don't think I'll ever be that good again. One thing I did underestimate was that you are at home a lot. I mean, I've been at home a lot for the last nine months too, but you've, you've probably seen a lot of daytime TV and a lot of movies. So, um, yeah, my daytime TV schedule is different. I'm not really a Hallmark movie guy. Like you get me in on some people's court, some judge duty, some divorce court action. And that creepy guy from oh, yeah, who does the same version of that. Um, big fans of those shows. Those are mine too. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. Judge Judy. Get oh, that up. So good. Of course, the star of that show is, of course, the voiceover guy, both in People's Court oh, yeah. and Judge Judy. He is the best. What a hero. Yeah. So here's your first one, Tony. Uh, the name here is Pumpkin Pie Wars. Number one, Pumpkin Pie Wars. God, you're starting me off <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> Yeah. Son of a bitch. Fuck me. Oh, this is, oh, this is right on the line ball because everything <laughs> screams at me that this was a Hallmark movie, but it seems too family movie and, and Hallmark movies while being PG, not so PG. This sounds more Disney to me. So therefore I'm thinking that this is a beer. Yes, log it in, final answer. This is a beer. All right, Tony. Yep, this was a beer. Or sorry, this yes, was I won this it. was not a beer. This was a movie. <laughs> Tony, this was a movie. Uh ten years ago, Faye and Lydia each opened their own bakeries in Emeryville, Ohio, after a personal and professional fallout during a pumpkin pie contest. Now their children are set to carry on the rivalry as they go head to head in the same contest. So that's a pumpkin pie wars. They crammed an hour and a half out of that stupid story. Well, what this really is is Romeo and Juliet, but with pumpkin pies. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I think it's, well, Othello with pumpkin pies, but yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, number two. Um, number two you got, this one is called From Astoria with Love. From Astoria with Love. This, to me, seems like it's a beer. Um, I don't know who it's by, but that has beer name written all over it. So, yeah, I'm going to go back to the well and say beer name. You're right, Tony. That one's a beer. Uh, This one is by Fort George Brewery. Uh, It is a Russian Imperial Stout, 9.4%. Before Matryoshka, there was a darkness. This stout is the genesis of all the roasty, nutty, and chocolatey goodness Nestled into that barrel age series. It is the mother of Matryoshka, the stout to start all Matryoshka stouts. Wrap yourself in this rich Russian imperial embrace from Fort George to you with Astoria or from Astoria with love. So it's a canned stout. Looks fine. No adjuncts. No coconut. Lovely. 4.06. No coconut. Sorry. Tough break for me. All right. So you're one for two. Next up is Harvest of Memories. 
Harvest of Memories. Harvest of Memories. The only issue I have with this particular name, uh, it sounds like either it involves aliens, which is not Hallmark, or it involves dementia or Alzheimer's. <laughs> also not a Hallmark thing. I'm going to go three in a row. Let's see if I can get it to be batting 600. I'm going back to the well of beer. This makes no sense as a Hallmark movie for me, but what the fuck do I know? But I'm going to say beer again. Tony, you're correct. This is a beer. Uh, this is from Modern Times Beer, which we just spoke about, a collaboration with Bearded Iris. This is Hazy to the Max Hazy IPA. Looks delicious. Doesn't say what hops are in it on the description. 4.25 on untapped with 3,000 ratings. You know that's a good taste in that is, IPA. So. That is going to be good. Have to get some am, of that while you're I am on top of that. Yeah, i got going to have to dig that one up. So Harvest Memories is a beer. You nailed it. Uh, next up, number four, you're two for three. Wow. Next up is Moonlight in Vermont. Moonlight in Vermont. See, while this has the potential to be a beer, I really think 60% of Hallmark movies are either in Ohio, Iowa, or Vermont. Yeah. Or or Maine, and and not talking like metropolitan Maine, like countryside Maine. I I think that's where sixty percent of all Hallmark movies are filmed. So Vermont, home of Bernie Sanders, of course. Um, love me some burn, but I think this is a Hallmark movie because of Vermont in the title. Tony, he's on a run. Three for four for Tony, as he is correct. Moonlight in Vermont is a Hallmark movie. It stars Lacey Chabert. Of course, from Mean, mean Girls. Famous Trump person, I think. Is she really? Is she? I don't, I don't, actually, I'm probably sullying her good name. <laughs> uh, I believe that, I, I swear I heard that. I, don't, I just might have cooked that up in my own head. Dreamed about her being a Trump person. <laughs> After Fiona gets dumped, she escapes to her family's Vermont Inn for a few days to evaluate her life. When her ex, Nate, shows up with a new girlfriend, Fiona devises a plan to win him back. Pretend head chef Derek is her new boyfriend. Oh. (laughs) See, the funny thing is about you saying 60% of Hallmark movies take place in Vermont is that 60% of beers, I believe, are made in Vermont also. So I think you, I think you kind of, you kind of entering, you're getting stuck in two, two, uh, two places. (laughs) But I just put in, because I was about to put in Lacey Chambert um, Trump, which I'm going to do. But what do you think is the autocomplete, the first one on Google? For her name. For Lacey Chabert? Yeah. Oh, Mean Girls, I would assume. Hallmark Movies is number one on the autocomplete. Gretchen Wieners, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Number two is Christmas Movies. Trump. Number three is Hallmark Christmas Movies. Number four is Hallmark Movies 2020. Don't worry, I have a whole I have a whole new variation of this for Christmas coming later later in the year, so get excited for that. Um all right, next one. Do we find anything about Lacey Chabert and Trump? Is she is she out there with the hat on? Um like it's not No. 
No. Okay. I, so I apologize to the Shabair family for my, for my horrible <laughs> statement. All right. No, nothing. <laughs> Number five. Trump. I don't think she's political at all. <laughs> okay. Well, she's chilling. Thanks. Congrats to Lacey. Uh, number five is a, uh, this one's called Ode to My Family, Tony. Ode to My Family. Ode to My Family. This seems like it's a Hallmark Christmas movie, but would they be that blasphemous? Uh, is this like a Santa Claus Hallmark movie? Or is this somebody... Like a, a a hallmark version of Mr. Holland's Opus. That's also another thought that I'm having. But this, to me, again, I just can't picture the movie. Uh, because, yeah, I'm going to have to lock in beer. I have no reason to think it is beer, but I'm, I can't picture it as a movie. Tony, you're right. It's a beer. Uh, Tony is four for five. Ode to My Family is a beer. It is a beer from around here. This is one, one of the first ones that came to mind when I started this game. Uh, it's from Microphone. It's a delicious beer, in fact. It's a Berliner Weiss with cranberry, cinnamon, and orange peel. Mm-mm-mm. A very tasty uh, beer. Not, not as gloopy as much of their other sour, but very distinct flavor. This is a very nice beer. Good, good with the holidays, in fact. So... Uh, you're four for five, Tony. Holy smokes. He is he is running roughshod over this game. Um, next up for Tony, Autumn in the Vineyard. Autumn in the Vineyard. Hallmark uh, movie or beer? Autumn in the Vineyard. My initial response is, why would a beer have vineyard in its name? But look, we've had beers about subways and people on subways and weird people on subways with violins. So um, why wouldn't... And in fact, we've had beers that are made by vineyards or maybe uh, have um, beer-wine combinations. We've we've started to see more from, from certain breweries, yeah. So, but this again, Hallmark movies love to include seasons and places in their names. Which beers do as well, but (laughs) it's a a staple. Again, 80% of Hallmark movies have one or the other, summertime, winter. I think one of the things things to take away from this is that the same MFA guys are writing these things, (laughs) is that the same weirdo creative writing dropouts are writing the titles for these movies and the names of these beers. <laughs> if you remember on The Simpsons, I think it's, is it to do with the Krusty Telethon or where he has, has one of the writers, ca- or it might have been an itchy and, sca- itchy and scratchy thing where he has a, a, um, a writer come in who's from Harvard mm-hmm. and he throws the, um, yep. the, the name Fair tag. Harvard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think this has all the hall- hallmarks of a Hallmark movie. Pun intended. When you intend to do a pun, people, say oh, pun intended. No. Don't say no Maybe, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> you intend to do the pun. I intended to do not even the pun in that case. I just repeated the word. Don't say something metaphorically and then say literally in front of it. <laughs> That's also my other thing I would like to advise of people. So Yes, but that bit of language has actually evolved where both are correct. But, um, <laughs> but, but literally is a different story. Literally means 
Yeah. Okay. This, this is, is literally a Hallmark movie. What? A Hallmark. Okay, movie. This is, and you're right. This is literally a Hallmark movie. Uh, another one for Tony. Five for six. When Frankie Baldwin and Nate DeLuca both have a claim to ownership of Sorrento Farm, they are forced to divide the vineyard right down the middle and work the fields alongside each other to bring in the harvest, leading up to the best wine competition at the annual Autumn Harvest Festival. Only this rivalry won't be settled in the fields because in spite of their contentious bickering, the simplest way to settle this particular legal dispute is with a romance. And that was all one sentence. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that dude from The Simpsons, that same creative writing dude that you were talking about. Yes, it's him and his alumni. All one sentence for that. Yep, of course. All right, so five for six for Tony. Next up for Tony. Next up in the uh, very seemingly easy game of Hallmark movie or beer. The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. It doesn't have that same um, sort of jointed flow that um, a Hallmark movie has. This is a beer. Um, I think it's a sour beer. I'll even go that far. That's how positive I am. Maybe it's a New England-style IPA. I'm not sure. But I'm going to stick with sour beer, and it's a beer. Tony, this is a Hallmark movie. Uh, A young woman receives a letter that her deceased grandmother requests she hand-deliver to a man in her grandmother's childhood home in Maine. You're right there. She begins a journey of discovery of her grandmother, herself, and quality of life. This stars a... Uh, Allison Sweeney, Mark Blucas, and Shirley Jones. Um, all I'm going to say is I had it right when I said it was a sour. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. Um, this how how much time do they have the? They don't have the. Um, oh, it's one hour, and they got one hour and forty five minutes out of that. Of course they did. <laughs> Remarkable! It's getting a seven stars out of ten. People love these movies. All right. He's five for seven. That's still pretty good. Uh, I think he's saved himself from any particular tragedies today. Uh, up next, I'm in love with Massachusetts. I'm in love with Massachusetts. Uh, New England Commonwealth, the epicenter for some beer, yep. but also the epicenter for a lot of Hallmark movies. Uh, Learned a lot about commonwealths and states and different ways people call their territory here over the last month or so. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there. Oh, this one, for whatever reason, no, nothing is distinct about this. So I say this is from a shitty brewery who is trying to be clever and try to jump on the non sequitur beer names. This is a beer. You're right. It's a beer. Uh, that is correct. Uh, it is I'm in love with Massachusetts DDH IPA. This is from Single Cut Beer Smith. Single Cut is actually a pretty decent brewery, um, a maker of IPAs. Uh, I wouldn't lose my shit looking for their beer or anything, but they make pretty good beer. This one's rated 4.05, which I think checks out for about where they're at. 
This was a collab for the Craft Collective's fifth anniversary in honor of our longtime New England fam's fifth anniversary. We challenged ourselves to create the most intense, crushable IPA possible. Well, it's dope. Super aromatic, fresh-picked orange rind, and slick, sweet OJ. Ripe melon, lime, and tangerine. It doesn't say what hops make that taste, but um, it looks perfectly fine. Uh, and that is a beer. You're right. So you're now six for eight. Some amount. Six for eight. That's correct. Two to go. Next one you got is called Stranded in Paradise. Stranded in Paradise. I believe somebody is a big Credence fan. Okay, the song is not about paradise. It's a shitty place in, in California. But I think they were, uh, they were listening to a lot of Lodi. Um, so I think this is a Hallmark movie. Right. It's a Hallmark movie. Uh, Stranded in Paradise is a Hallmark movie from 2014. When a driven HR exec loses her high-powered job, she travels to Puerto Rico in an attempt to save her career at a business conference. Not a place you go to save your career. But as the trip quickly becomes a disaster and a hurricane shuts down the whole island, she meets a handsome world traveler who gives her a new perspective on finding passion in life and love. Sounds delightful. This movie featured uh, such uh, luminaries as Vanessa Marcel, James Denton, and Cindy Pickett. So thanks to them for that. So Tony is seven for nine. He's destroying this. He's got one left. This is my favorite one. It is called Another Murder in Autumn. Another Murder in Autumn. This could definitely be a Hallmark movie, but I think this is a burial beer for some reason. I, I don't know why I think it's a burial beer, but I'm going to say you, sir, are a burial beer um, or a Hallmark movie that scores 82 Lock me in as a beer. <laughs> Tony, it's not a burial beer, but it is a beer. Uh, so you get that one. He goes eight out of ten. Good Lord. The world is coming apart at the seams. Uh, this one <laughs> this one has a very un- unnerving description, and it's not unnerving in the way you, you think it's going to be. It's from Alexandria Brewing Company. Brad Cezanne he made in honor of our bartender, Autumn. Autumn reads a lot about serial killers, hence the name. So, this is like natural-born killers in beer form. It's, this, this, is, this brewery is in Cincinnati, and they also have clear growlers, which is also putting packing package. Well, I guess package your Cezanne in the clear growler. Maybe we're getting the light-struck quality with our Cezanne, but... Otherwise, I don't know. Um, so there's that. It's a it's a farmhouse ale. I love farmhouse ale, so I would drink this. But I, I do love a good farmhouse ale, but no thank you. All right, you're going to pass on that. All right, well, Tony, that was this week's uh, exciting game. You destroyed it. You went 8 for 10. Uh, you know the Hallmark movies. We're going to be playing that one again, though, because I really, really loved looking at the Hallmark movies. They are very funny. Uh, I love thinking about just an hour and a half going by like that, watching 
uh, a driven HR exec lose her high powered job and go to Puerto Rico to save her career at the business conference at the big business conference, Tony. Whoa. I got to go save my life and my career. Um, don't try to save your HR career. That's my tip for that lady. Not to, not to ruin the movie, but, uh, Tony, uh, I don't really have anything else to cover. I am out of shit to talk about. Um, that's not true. I could talk about this dumbass logger for the rest of the day, but we'll go ahead and just leave that for next week. Guys, you can, uh, why don't you reach out to us, tell us how much you love that segment at our email address, beer engine show at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram, Beer Engine Pod. Check out our Instagram stories. Sometimes I post them. Twitter, we are Beer Engine Pod. Uh, I've been putting new episodes up there at least. Uh, feel free to follow us. There's stuff up there. Uh, come hang out with us there. Uh, hit up our Instagram or our email and learn about our Discord channel. Come talk about the show. Come talk to us. Come peek at us on the channel. We'll, we'll be out there once in a while if you need to get into uh, some beers and have somebody to talk to. We're hanging out, especially over the holidays. We know that people are looking for a hang, so it's all good. Yeah, and if nobody's there, RhythmBot will be there for you. Yeah, you can turn on the RhythmBot. He'll chill out with you. Groovy tunes. And, uh, hey, just type in, the, type in the box and I'll probably get on there. Whatever, I can get on Discord at any time. I got my phone with me and all that, you know. Um, Tony, are, the other, are there a bunch of other ways we can be reached? I think that's about it. Um. Did you mention our untapped? Because you're Griff AD. Oh, yeah, untapped. untapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Griff AD, and he's St. Maz, and you can see all the coconuts we're drinking. Different coconut beers. They're our favorite. We love them. More coconut, more lager. It's our fave. That Let's reminds get me. I've got to rate that beer. Time to get off. This you is run check in your beer. an hour and a half. Yeah. The ideal length for podcasts. We have nailed it again. All right. Thanks, everybody. See ya.